Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 76 of the Talking Blues podcast. I'm your host, Alex, joined by Peter today. Josh, unfortunately, cannot be with us. Uh, So just Peter and I recapping this Super Cup victory. uh, 1-1 during regular time. Ended up going to penalties. 6-5 on penalties. Kepa the hero. And uh, Chelsea win their first trophy of the season. Hopefully more to come. Um, You know, it was an exciting match. Nerve-wracking at the end, obviously, with penalties. Got off to a hot start, but was definitely we definitely saw some sloppiness from Chelsea throughout. Lots of stuff to talk about about it. Um, Peter, how are you doing, and how did you feel about the game? First off, I will say I'm doing well. And I will, you know, it is quite ironic that the episode after Josh says that I'm, uh, like, I I have other things instead of the podcast, the next episode, it happens that he can't show up, and he's not here <laughs> right now. So, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. But no, uh, it is sad that he's not here. But it, it always is nice to start the season off with a trophy. Uh, I mean, hopefully that gives us momentum coming into the game. Obviously, going to extra time and penalties uh, a few days before the first week of the season when players aren't really all that uh, fully fit yet is probably not ideal. And Tuchel has said that that's not what he wanted, I think, quite obviously. And I think that means there might be a few like switch-ups in the lineup because people that played like the full game even though they're probably not 100% fit I mean that's probably gonna knock them out of the game this weekend but maybe not I don't know we'll see uh but the game itself was I think we played very very well the first half Uh, I mean especially like the first 10-15 minutes I think we had like I swear we had like 80% possession throughout the first 10-15 minutes we we just kept attacking them and every time we lost the ball we went up back almost instantly and the rest of the half, it wasn't as dominant, but I still say we controlled the game. Obviously, it was a great move to get the goal. Great, great pass from Kai and a good finish from Ziyech. And then Ziyech got injured, which kind of threw everything off. I think hopefully he, uh, it's not anything major. I don't, as of recording, I'm pretty sure there's not been anything uh, development, so we're not really sure what happens. But he probably won't be fit for the game uh, this weekend, but maybe... Hopefully he comes back soon because, I mean, in preseason he was killing it. He scored a goal today. I mean, he was arguably one of our best players uh, during the game. So hopefully he comes back soon. But, I mean, 
First half, I'd say it was dominant. Second half, we started to slip a little bit. I mean, Villarreal came back. They started getting chances, chances to hit that woodwork twice. They got their goal. It was a great goal from Moreno. Christensen got absolutely sauced by, I don't even remember who it was, on a back heel pass where he fell. And Moreno with a great finish. That was just a great goal by Villarreal. And I mean, it's good that we were able to hang on. I think arguably we didn't deserve to get to extra time and penalties. I think uh, Villarreal probably should have won with the chances they got. They had much better chances and more chances than us. But that's the way so, uh, the soccer goes sometimes. And we got lucky to get the pens. And then, I mean, we won. I think uh, I'd rather have not gone to pens just because I can't deal with it. <laughs> I hate it so much because... I, I get nervous even even though this is technically a European t- uh, uh, final. It's not really. It's more like a preseason game. But even then, going to penalties, I was still extremely nervous. Uh, and then Kai missed the first one, and I was like, like I was like dying. But then Kepa came up clutch. I mean, Tuka with a great substitution to take out Mendy, who I don't think saved the penalty for us yet. She's not very good at penalties. Uh, bring on Kepa, who came up clutch for us. Uh, also, I think th- I think it was outside of the first five to take. I think Pulisic and Rudiger scored theirs, and maybe one other person. I'm not hundred sh- percent sure, but I mean, th- for them to not be in the original five but still have great pens to be able to slot away is very uh, is very clutch from them. And I mean, we got the win, and that's the important thing. And I will point out my men of the match. I think you, there's a few players you could go to. I think a standout player is Trevor Chalaba. He played very, very well. I was debating. I mean, this sounds like you can say this afterwards with hindsight, but I, I will say I was debating whether or not to put him in my team uh, as a starter for the uh, uh, for like the lineup preview last episode, but I decided not to because I thought that'd be way, way too extreme for like a European final, even though it's a minor one. I, did, I think we'd... I thought we'd go like more of our best team instead of the team that uh, started uh, the other preseason friendlies, but we didn't. He played extremely, extremely well. He was my man of the match. He made a few mistakes, but that's to be expected when it's his first full start for Chelsea. I mean, he he made a good, good tackles. He made a good bunch of good recovery runs. Uh, he defended well. Like I said, he made a few errors, but I mean, that's to be expected. He made less errors, arguably, than Rudiger and Zuma and Christensen, who came on. Um... I think he just had a great performance. I think Hakim Ziyech is another one before he got injured. He was playing very, very well. N'Golo Kante, for the time when he was playing, also played really, really well. He almost had a great, great goal where he intercepted it and shot. Uh, But all in all, I think it was a solid performance. It's something to build on if we can keep playing like we did in the first half. I think we need to forget what happened in the second half because that was a bit... uh, we need to be better than that. But if we can play like we did in the first half, I think we'll have a great season and hopefully more trophies to come after this one. What I do want to touch on is Trevor Chalaba. So obviously no one really saw it coming, uh, played that right center back role was quite good. Yes. He made a couple of mistakes, but also made a couple of very important challenges. Um, I thought he was excellent. And uh, Tuchel afterwards talked about how due to his training, how he's played in training, he's forced his way into Tuchel's plans a guy who was, uh, you know, very highly, uh, the uh, the odds were high that he was going to go out on loan. Turret looks like he's not. Um, and uh, the younger brother of Nathaniel Chalaba, uh, who was with that 2016 sc- uh, squad with N'Golo, uh, not N'Golo Conte, Antonio Conte, uh, that won the Premier League. Very promising youngster. Uh, you know, he's not that young anymore, still pretty young, 22 years old. 
And uh, it's just an exciting rise for him. I'm happy for him. He played at uh, Ipswich Town last season in the championship. And uh, they actually got relegated to League One, but he was very bright for them. And I think it's going to be an incredible story for him. And I think he's going to be a part of Tuchel's plans. And I'm uh, happy that we're getting some more homegrown players that are getting into the team. In terms of the Keppa, bringing on Keppa for the shootout, I was very happy about it. Made two very good saves. Um, and I'm just really glad and so happy for him because his confidence is going to go way up because of this. He's going to, uh, you know, he get, it was all confidence, right? We know he's a great goalkeeper uh, when he's fully confident and uh, hopefully winning this shootout for Chelsea, hopefully he does really well in the future. And hopefully, I'm not sure what Tuchel's plan is, but I'm thinking like, you know, keep one of them as the uh, uh, Premier League keeper and then one of them as the FA Cup and Champions League keeper. Um, so maybe Kepa goes in for the FA Cup and Champions League and Mendy's in the Prem. Um, so that's one way to think about it. I'm not sure if Tuchel's going to do that, but uh, kind of a fun idea to have them both playing because obviously both are quite good goalkeepers for Chelsea. Um, and it'd be important to get Kepa's confidence to keep going up. In terms of our penalty shooters, Havertz obviously missed the first one. I almost had a, a heart attack, but Jorginho, Pulisic, Rudiger, Aspi, all were very solid. I'm sure there was another one who took a penalty too, and I'm forgetting who it was, but everyone was very solid in that penalty shootout. And, uh, you know, just happy we won. Yes, it's not the biggest, you know, European final, but still it's a European final. And uh, I think it definitely solidified that we are the champions of Europe, and I'm happy about that. Um, in terms of the stats of the game, 20 shots for Chelsea, 12 for Villarreal, 7 on target to 5, 62% possession, 90% pass accuracy for Chelsea, even though at times it felt like Chelsea were very, very sloppy. Um, so, you know, when you look at 90%, you're like kind of shocked. But yes, uh, they were at 90% despite the sloppiness in that second half and in extra time uh, more in the second half. But um, good win. And, uh, you know, excited for this upcoming, the start of the Premier League season. Um, But before we get to that here, let's talk about transfers. Because today, the big day, or today when we're recording this, at least uh, yesterday when you're listening, Romelu Lukaku was unveiled as a new Chelsea player, officially announced, um, you know, signed his contract, held up the shirt, did all the, you know, promotional videos. And uh, he is officially a Chelsea player. So I was looking... Um, Lukaku, I believe what number did he take Peter, um, at Chelsea? I, I believe it's, it's number nine, right? It's yeah. 18 until, uh, Tammy Abraham leaves and can take his, uh, shirt number right now. Tammy Abraham still is a number nine. So according to the Premier League website, I'm pretty sure he's still allowed to change it until I'm not sure if there's a deadline or if it's until he plays his first game or something, but for yeah. now he's has the number 18 shirt, but I feel like that. He'll Tammy probably Abraham. go to number nine, yeah. Assuming okay. Tammy Abraham gets sold, which seems quite likely. All right, so he won't play against Crystal Palace, which we do know, um, but he's in London. He completed his move. Very exciting. Um, Peter, what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, we talked about him joining. We kind of knew it was a done deal, but seeing him in the Chelsea colors, kind of exciting. Very exciting, actually. <laughs> well, of course, I mean... I mean, I'm basically going to say the exact same thing I said last uh, last episode. What When you can have one of the best strikers in the world, one of the best finishers, one of the best all-around strikers in the world playing for your team, uh, it's very it's very exciting. It's kind of like, it feels good. We haven't had a signing for a while. I feel like this year, 
I mean, I feel like all the fans were kind of, I wouldn't say let down isn't the right word because this is obviously a great signing, but compared to like last summer when we made a signing like every week and we had like eight signings, uh, that wasn't how many, I just don't know the real number. Uh, comparatively this year, I think everyone was starving for like any kind of news, like Haaland, Lukaku, Kunde, literally anybody, Chelsea, please just sign some players. Uh, but it's good that that's finally done. A transfer saga is over. We now have one of the best strikers in the world for our club. And I just do want to say that the announcement video was very, very good. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, in case you haven't seen it, uh, I guess... Uh, I don't really know how to describe it and I'm not good at describing it, but I'll try my best anyway. It showed basically from when uh, Romelu Lukaku first joined Chelsea, I think it was in 2011 he did. Uh, he and was visiting Stamford Bridge for the first time. They showed some highlights of him and then they moved it up like through the years and then the, the clock turned to uh, like this year and it was some inter highlights and then him coming uh, in a Chelsea shirt. And I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I feel like me describing it made it sound less good than it is, but it was very good. You can It's on the Chelsea Twitter, Chelsea Instagram. You should go watch it. It was very interesting. Yeah, um, in terms of the other transfer uh, news, I'm just, you know, I, I have to scroll through just to make sure nothing is going on because, uh, you know, it's always there's always that time where you're, you're talking about something and then breaking news comes up. It's happened in the past couple episodes, but no, nothing has come up. So I'm going to go to the next thing on the agenda here, and that is, uh, well, it's not really anything. Um, Update on the Kunde deal. Nothing really is progressing right now. Chelsea, you're trying to figure out what to do with Kurt Zuma, if he's going to stay, if he's going to go. Obviously, Trevor Chalaba is coming into the mix now, so they're not really sure what's going on with the Kunde deal. Um, But he is definitely available for Chelsea, and he is willing to come to Chelsea if a deal between Chelsea and Sevilla can be made. And Ike Ugbo, the striker, we saw him a couple times in preseason, set to join Genk um, in the Belgian league on a permanent deal. We don't really know the fee right now. I'd assume it would be in the region of a few million, um, but he's set to join on a permanent deal uh, to the Belgian side. And uh, that's pretty much it for transfer news. Obviously, the big transfer news was Lukaku and the big money signing with him, 115 million pounds. Um, Going to the Crystal Palace game now, um, before we, you know, go to our usual lineup predictions, I want to add something kind of interesting in here. Uh, talk a little bit about our opponents here. Um, so before before we get to that, the game Saturday, August fourteenth, ten a.m. Eastern Time, three p.m. Uh, British Standard Time for everyone in the UK. Um, for the opposition report here, they brought in Patrick Vieira, obviously former Arsenal midfielder, Arsenal legend, as manager in June. Uh, they signed Chelsea centre back Marquet. Uh, for 25 million, they signed Joachim Anderson uh, from Lyon for 20 million. So they will be much stronger defensively than they were in previous seasons. Obviously, the new coach uh, in Patrick Vieira could help them out as well. Young mind and Zaha and Eze, obviously, just like last season, are going to be threats going forward. So you know, P- Peter mentioned it before we start. He's like, "Oh, we always beat Crystal Palace by a lot. We usually we usually run over them." Uh, but I feel like it could be tougher this year. Um, and obviously, we Chelsea aren't really in full stride yet. Neither are probably Crystal Palace, but um, there's definitely some threats on their side. Uh, and it looks like Zaha is going to be staying, even though he could be leaving because he could be every summer. And that's kind of the rumor. But uh, it looks like he's staying uh, and obviously he'll be there Saturday. So uh, definitely a interesting opposition to start up the season. Not the toughest, uh, but a team that we're expected to win against 
quite comfortably, um, but they could cause us some problems breaking them down. Yeah, like you just said, we usually do beat Palace, and I said that as I was making my score prediction, and I said now, uh, I, I said earlier, I was like, okay, well, we usually beat Palace, right? And then they made these signings still, but I feel like we just own them as a team. That's my excuse. But then I said, I, I feel like now, now that I'm being confident, usually in my score predictions, I don't ever try to go like, think we're gonna like like beat a team by more than like a goal or two because i don't like like i'm not overly confident but i mean and i know that this time i'll say now i'll just say it now because it's i have the winning chelsea winning three nil or maybe i'll go three one to make it less less a little bit less extreme but i guarantee now we're gonna lose as soon as i finally go a prediction that isn't that conservative as a jinx and now that I said my score prediction, I guess we're going in reverse now. I'll go to my lineup. Uh, I have Mendy in net. I think Rudiger stays in. He played pretty well. He made a mistake for the goal. He should have had a better clearance. But, I mean, besides that, he played very well. Uh, I think Thiago Silva comes back in. I don't. I, I wonder if he'll play the full game. Maybe he'll start on the bench and come in as a sub for the second half or something. But I think Thiago Silva starts in there, and I think Aspi comes back in at right center back. Uh, so for me, I'm going to have Mendy in goal at uh, right center back. I think Trevor Chalaba, he gets another start. He impressed in that game. Uh, I think he gets another one. Uh, Thiago Silva, I think he starts at center of the three. And uh, I'm going to have Tony Rudiger starting at the left center back role. Looked a little bit sloppy uh, on Wednesday, but I think he still gets that role there. And for my wing backs and midfielders, right wing back, I'm going to have Callum Hudson-Odoi again. Uh, left wing back, I think Ben Chilwell gets the start. I think Marcus Alonso um, gets, a re- you know, gets a rest, but I think a, a more of a permanent rest so that our starter can come back in. Um, and then in my center of midfield, Jorginho with the, blo- with the, the bleached hair. And N'Golo Conte, um, with his normal hairstyle, uh, will be making up the the center of uh, the center of midfield there. For me, I also think that Marcus Alonso goes on a permanent rest and get our starter back in. I'm coining a new term there uh, across the middle. I think Conte and Jorginho will probably be the starters. I don't think we'll see anything too rude from Tuchel in the first match week. And then on the right, I think Reese James comes back in. It would be interesting to see if maybe. Tuchel does do something interesting and maybe decides to, let's say, like put Reese James gets another day off, or maybe like Reese James goes to center back and ISP goes to right wing back, or maybe Chalaba goes to right center back and ISP to right wing back. I don't know. There's some options that, along the right side that uh, Tuchel might use to mix it up, but I think he goes kind of basic and goes Reese James or right wing back. Then in the front three, I think Werner starts at, uh, at striker mainly because. A bunch of our other attacking options just played the like Havertz. I'd say Havertz would start, but he just played the full 120 minutes, so I highly doubt that he's going to play another match in just a few days after that. I think Mason Mount starts. He obviously he looked okay. He did he he could have played better. I mean, I think it's a bit of rust and that's to be expected. He didn't feature all too much uh, in Southgate's side. Obviously, getting COVID didn't help or being, having to quarantine for COVID didn't help. But I think he comes back in and starts. And I think maybe as a bit of a mix-up, I think maybe Callum Hudson-Odoi starts at winger in his more natural position. Obviously, Hakim Zaj can't start. I think Christian Pulisic probably 
is probably more likely to start ahead of Callum Hudson-Odoi, but I'm going a bit weird, switching it up a tiny bit. I think maybe Callum Hudson-Odoi gets a shout. So my front three, Mount, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, and Werner. So for my front three, I'm going to go Mason Mount. I agree with you. I think he starts, uh, you know, obviously didn't have the best Euros, but hopefully he can bounce back at the club level. Um, Timo Werner, I think he starts up front in the center forward role this time. Maybe you see him out left with Christian Pulisic kind of playing as a false nine. Uh, and I kind of spoiled my last of the front three of Christian Pulisic. Um, and that'll be my team there. Um, definitely some you know possibilities. Tuchel could definitely um, switch it up quite a bit there. Um, but I like the lineup I have. For score predictions, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Chelsea. I don't think it's going to be as smooth sailing as we as we hope it would be, um, but uh, I think we still get the win. I'm going to go with Christian Pulisic and Jorginho getting on the score sheet. Jorginho with a pen, Christian Pulisic uh, with uh, just a regular goal. <laughs> For me, I already said my score prediction, which is 3-1. Uh, I know it's going to be a jinx, and I'm going to apologize in advance that it's a jinx, so I'm sorry. But now to my score guessers, I said that weird. I don't know why. Whatever. I think Mason Mount gets a goal. I think Jorginho also gets a goal from a pen. And I think I'll go all in. Last time I predicted Callum Hudson-Odoi would get a goal from wing back in the Super Cup. Didn't happen. Maybe now. I don't think I'll even start, but I have him in my lineup, so might as well go weirder than the weird I already had and have Callum Hudson-Odoi also get a goal and Chelsea's 3-1-1. All right, so I think that's pretty much it for today's episode. Um, you know, we'll have another recap when, uh, probably on Monday or on Tuesday uh, for this Crystal Palace game. If any new transfer news comes out, we'll talk about that as well. Um, but that's pretty much a wrap for episode number 76 of the Talking Blues podcast. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod, uh, and we'll see you next time with another Chelsea podcast episode. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.